What's up and welcome to another episode of Black in the Maritimes. I'm Fidel. I'm Hillary. I'm Clinton. And we have a special guest today. This was a long time coming because uh, we've been talking to him for a few, one or two years already. Uh, we we definitely enjoy our work and he has uh, notably enjoy, uh, said that he enjoys our work. So we definitely have a mutual respect for each other. Uh, we have Sa Andrew Bongor. Uh, he is the director of Battle of the Arts New Brunswick, and he was also the former president of the New Brunswick African Association. Glad to have you, brother. Blessed, man. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be on your platform. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, we're, we're very happy to have you. So uh, let's go back. Tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? Where, where, what was your childhood like? Uh, well, um, I'm a born Sierra Leonean, um, West Africa. Um, beside, um, I'm the only Sierra Leonean in Fredericton, by the way. And um, um, I spent my life, start my life in, the, in Sierra Leone. And when the war broke out in my country, I moved to the Gambia, which is a neighboring to Sierra Leone. It's neighboring Sierra Leone and Senegal. Um, so I spent some time there. Um, from there, then I had to migrate um, and find myself in um, Fredericton. But my life starts in Sierra Leone, and I'm a Sierra Leonean. I'm still a Sierra Leonean, you know, and, um, you know, there's no place like home. It doesn't matter where you go, you know, and, um, um, but I lived in other places, and um, Gambia is where I actually grew up and get matured because I spent a long time there um, when I moved from Sierra Leone as a refugee. And, um, yeah, and I find myself in, um, in Canada, New Brunswick. I'm here today. Now, for those who don't know, Sierra Leone, uh, he said as well, West Africa, they went to a few civil wars, mm -hmm. uh, mainly between tribes and government and things That's like right. that. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, and this is uh, this has happened in neighboring African countries. Uh, in Sierra Leone, the war lasted uh, a few years. Uh, I'm not I'm not 100 sure how many. Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. So it, it lasted a, a few, a lot of years. So when you, did you see the war yourself or? Yep. I see the war. I live in the war. I see people killed in front of me. I see people's hands being chopped in front of me. And I see terrible things that I don't even want to bring back. I don't want to bring back again, but you know, life goes on. I live there in the war and, and um, find my way. I walk on foot from Sierra Leone to Guinea which is a neighboring country to Sierra Leone. And um, so it's been terrible. So I leave the war. I know what's, what it takes to be a refugee. And um, yeah, yeah. And for those, I mean, and again, I am quite, I, there's a lot of documentaries about refugees uh, of different places from Africa. And when people think of Africa, they think uh, West or North Africa, but they don't think places like Algeria or Egypt or Middle Eastern countries that, kind of suffer the same the same thing uh you were a kid when this happened yeah you were a child yeah so did your parents explain you what's going on or did you have to figure it out by yourself oh my god <laughs> the war started in my country i was i was well dressed in my primary school uniform my dad was a teacher in a secondary school my dad just left me and said i'll see you later he gone and i'm going to school All I start to hear is bombshell. And I was still going, because I don't even know. I thought maybe there's a big occasion somewhere. I'm hearing boom, 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 you know? And I'm still going to school. Until I see people, I saw people with loads on their head, they're running. Then I said, wait, I think this is not party. I run, come back home, but my dad was not home anymore. My dad was not in school. And I came home and everybody at the house, they said, let's go, let's go, just follow us, just follow us. And that is it. So I ran away in my school uniform, you know, to the extreme village where my grandfather was. That's how it started. So, right. It's, it's um, yeah, it's a, uh, when I think about it back again, how it started and where I am now, and it's like, it's still fresh in my head. I bet. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's quite, again, that is quite, a journey man uh, that is quite an experience no child should be able to experience that because like you said you were a kid you didn't know what was going on you were just going to school you were yeah. just trying you was going to school think a normal day and 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 this happened so you go to your grandfather's house and you you experience this and then you get to gambia uh how was the life of a refugee uh like if you can do it in a, in a in 
like in a context like how what would you say a life of, of a refugee is it's terrible it's really terrible there is no place like home even when we go when uh we 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 went to the gambia gambia is a place it's a it's a beautiful place that does not grow much agriculture. They believe in tourism and, uh, and that's how they make money. That's how they make resources. And, um, and, and so when there's more refugee coming, they hope that the United Nations is gonna give them more money. That is how, so we Sierra Leoneans, uh, it's like we're business for, for the Gambia, you know, but Gambia is a beautiful place and, but they have less rainfall. So wherever there's less rainfall, there's less agriculture. Right. So which means they have to find other ways on how to get more money to sustain the country. So, okay. yeah. So <laughs> how, how long did you last in Gambia? How many years? Uh, maybe like six, six, seven years. Yeah. Around that. Those, um, it's, I, it's, it's when you stay there too long, they speak their languages. So I can speak all of. OK. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, uh, so which is beautiful, you know. So you, um, you, you said this six year and you were you were a kid like uh, you were how how old were you? I came I left the war started I was just um um twelve and so the war started I ran from my city which is the bigger city to the village where my grandfather was and that is still Sierra Leone and while with my grandfather I do farming do a lot of um. Um, um, planting, planting and, and bananas and stuff like that, you know, for living. And um, then from there, then the rebels come and take over that same city. So which means you can't go away out of that city because the rebels are well protected when they are in control of civilians. So the soldiers or the ECOMOC, ECOMOC is just like the UN, um, but ECOMOC was for West Africa. You know, West Africa, East Africa, North Africa, they have their own group of military force that goes to this, um, to, the, to any region, any countries in that region that have war or something or civil unrest to go and help. So they come and, and, and they destabilize and create chaos that allow us to leave the, the, the place. And from there now work on foot to come to Guinea. Guinea is a neighboring country to Sierra Leone. So you went to another so, country on uh, foot? On foot, on foot. Yeah, me and my cousins. Yeah, so I love my journey, by the way. I love my journey. And uh, it's, it's something that is never going to wipe away uh, from my memory. You know, and, um, I can write a whole book about it. You, you, sh you definitely know? should. Yeah. <laughs> definitely <laughs> should. I mean, it's so you spent it six years in gambia uh so you were like 17 or 18 or at this point when you yes yes and you arrived to canada how how did that come about so well in the gambia first of all they don't let you don't tell you where you're going i never say i'm coming to new brunswick i i never say that and uh, they told me that um, um when the when this program come um through the refugee camps and they say your family will be moving to canada and um, from Toronto, then I know that they're going to be sending us to New Brunswick. And so here I am. So my dad is a teacher. My dad is a professor and uh, here he teaches um, in New Brunswick and Ontario. And um, my two brothers are also big boys now. And one of them is in Moncton and the other one is in St. John. And my sister lives with my uh, mom, my stepmom in Campbellton. So we are all good. Everybody grew up here. Everybody um, adapting in um Getting through the challenges, making our way day by day. Oh wow! So you you were lucky enough that your you know it ended like that was one of the things that you said that your dad never came. So it, there there is a happy ending when you said your dad left. He 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 came back and you guys were yes. Together. My mom never came. My mom is still there. My stepmom is here. My stepmom, who my dad met in the Gambia. Wow. That's right. My mom is still back home. So when the war started, it's almost. Almost close to 20 years, I haven't seen my mom. It's last March before the COVID started. I went to Sierra Leone for that long time. Oh went to God. see my mom. Yeah, yeah. Went to see my mom. You know, it was like, a, I was like in heaven. You know, all the places, all different to me. Um, the streets I used to know, I can only remember some of the name. I can't even tell what are the streets, but I just want to just walk and walk and walk and walk and non-stop walking. Cause I just want to bring back memories, you know, and, um, yeah, it was, um, 
It was, I, I was I was in Sierra Leone when the, when the COVID started. I was in Sierra Leone. Now, yeah. Sierra, Sierra Leone is not like, there's not a conflict. There's, there's still a, again, it's still a poor country, uh, but there, there's no war conflict. There's still political conflict in certain places, but not like it used to. Yeah. Uh, so your mom's doing okay, I'm assuming. I hope. My mom is doing okay. You know, I'm a, I'm a mommy's boy, fighting hard for my mom, you know, to make sure she stays strong. And um, Sierra Leone is okay. Politically, things are getting better, but um, Sierra Leone is not a poor country. Sierra Leone is rich. It's poor because of mismanagement, because of political thing. Sierra Leone has diamonds. Sierra Leone has so many minerals. We have, we produce some of the most greatest agricultural plantation, you know, in West Africa. People get from us, take it to all around, you know, but guess what? We still do. We still are below this poverty level, you know, so yeah, we still got a lot of work to do. And that's a that's a sad thing about a lot of African countries that that's people don't understand the the damage from colonization. If you go to places like Sierra Leone, like Ethiopia, South Africa, Nigeria, you can still feel the the damage from colonization by all the mismanagement and all the poverty that they left and and what these colonies, these countries took, but never gave back or mm -hmm. didn't educate people on how to, in fact, they made it, they made it so they could have more conflict with each other. Than mm -hmm. But that's the only way they can profit, right? Create chaos among us. Yeah. Then they come back again as a peacekeepers, right? Yeah. So that, that is definitely, that it's, that's definitely part of things. And I, and I definitely suggest people to, there's a lot of documentaries on YouTube that definitely takes, but there's a beautiful part of Africa uh, mm. places. And we're going to talk about a little bit about, about that as well, which is the arts, uh, which is something that you do. Mm -hmm. uh, now, when you land in Canada, you come from a place that everybody's black and everybody's normal. Being black is like a normal thing. You, nobody even notices. I just like, and then you come to a place that you're like, wait, there's, I'm, maybe the only black guy at the place. So how, mm -hmm. how was that? How was the adapting to it? Well, it's not even maybe. And, and when I came here, and there was not too many black people here in Fredericton. And not saying now, my class, because uh, when I came, um, I went to St. Thomas, I had to take a test. Uh, if I pass the test, then I can attend two. And um, I was the only black person in my class. And that's two. And in the whole campus, about not more than three or four black people at that time in the old St. Thomas University. I said, what? This was different. That alone was challenging. When I'm in classroom, professor is teaching, and they talk a little bit about Sierra Leone. Da, da, da. I said, what? So you know my country, you know? You know? So when they, when they talk about Sierra Leone, everybody would turn aside and just look at me. You know what I mean? I said, oh my God, I become a TV show. It's crazy. <laughs> You know, but I was a, I was one of the three or four black people on campus. That was challenging. Just that by itself was challenging. And when you see that, that it's like you're the three black people in the campus when you're used to seeing black people all over the place doing different things and just acting like normal. But you, they seem like you are like a and it has happened to most of us. It's like you're like a designer car or a truck. It's like you're an alien that like nobody has mm -hmm. seen before. It's like your mm -hmm. hair, your color, it is mm -hmm. so different. And they start asking the same questions that, that, that you like, how do you comb your hair? Where are you from? Like we, and we all got that uh, mm -hmm. eventually. Now there comes a point that we, we all get to it. And that is uh, racism. We, we all have experiences in some type of way. Mm -hmm. Uh, not necessarily directly, but maybe indirectly. Did you remember when that happened to you here? Yeah, this is him happening you know, on an everyday basis. Uh, I can remember everything, you know. But one thing about me, um, I'm not afraid. I'm not a shy. Uh, even from even since day one, I come from Sierra Leone. It doesn't matter where I am. Whether whether I'm the only black person here, I, I, like I don't care. One thing I care about, as long as you don't hurt me, you know, I, I, I life goes on, you know, and. Um, Racism happened to me here. The first time was I put on my show uh, with the colleagues of mine who helped me. All of them were white. They all took my posters, went around the city, put my posters up. And, and um, my show was supposed to be held in one of the um, Francophone schools here. And the poster was on the post, on the, on the pole, on the street downtown. Somebody went and write on the poster, white power, black fail. 
you know that was like that was the first time i experienced that in fact my colleague took the poster out and they put a fresh one you know they put a fresh one and they took the poster up to campus and they called me and they, they thought maybe i'm going to be annoyed and when they tell me i say i'm not annoyed i'm not annoyed this person is not going to stop my show right and they said nope i said well let's go on but however they because um uh, I was um, I was doing um, I mean in the human rights law class and uh, my colleagues they say no we have to start to practice what we say so they take this poster to the campus police and they went downtown and they removed the camera and they try to trace who actually wrote this stuff on this poster until they find the person you know and and they asked me what to do this person I said let this person be alone that's all. My show is going to go on, right? That's all I focus on. If the person want to come to my show, come learn about how you can make things better. You know, so anyways, racism have happened. That's just one. That one will never go off my mind because it was the first thing that ever happened when I stepped in New Brunswick. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, go ahead, Colton. How did that first show go in the end? Oh, my Tell God. The people were standing even at the door. They were standing at the door. The place was packed. The place um, was packed. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah it was packed. And I said, I told, when they come to interview me, oh, we find the person who did this to you. What should we do? I said, let that man alone. Let that man alone. <laughs> Give him <laughs> my a show is going to go on. <laughs> yeah, my show. To see what he tried that is to it. stop, but couldn't. Yeah. That is it. You know, I said, nope, my show will go on. And it's going to be successful. And indeed it was. And I mean, that's that's the beauty about sometimes overcoming adversity. I mean, when you when you overcome adversity all the time, whether there is, you know, a war, mental illness, uh, things, death, anything that when, once you become adversity, other things seem like, you know, you have to move forward because you, you realize that there's a whole other other things that you say you could have taken for granted. But now you're like, wait a minute, I'm still here. I'm mm -hmm. still standing. I, I I can move forward. Like this is this is nothing compared to what has happened. That is it. Because the first question I asked them is my show gonna go on? They say yes. I say okay, let's go on. That is it. You know, and I'm not here to hurt no man. No man can hurt me. I'm here to do what I think I need to do, and and and, and this is how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it without hurting nobody. So if you can go do your own thing and make you, let me be my own person. Let me make me. You know. That's, it's that's simple. That's pretty good. So we're, we're going to turn a, a little bit of page today to, to know more about something that you are passionate in, and that's art. Uh, how did you become passionate in art? When, when did that spark came to you? Well, that came to me um, when I was in the Gambia. And um, Gambia is where actually I started every creativity of mine. And um, um, so I was living in Gambia. There's a lot of reggae music in the Gambia. And um, so I hung out around people who sing and write. And I, I, I was in the Gambia, they brought Bujubantan. I was in the Gambia, they brought um, some other big names from, from Jamaica and all of that. I'm always there. And, and um, I started by making a jingle, mm -hmm. you know? I made a jingle for a restaurant and that jingle reached to the Sierra Leone National Airline. Uh, managing director and who later on say I want to meet this guy and this guy said I think I like what you can what you're doing and I want you to do something for the airline and I make a jingle for the airline that is for the Sierra Leone National Airline which was based in the Gambia and this is how my name started so every day I didn't make a song yet every day I'm hearing my, my voice on the radio I'm hearing my voice on the radio and this same manager said I think you can do something better than this and they pay a studio fee for me you know, and um, I produced an album. So my first album was produced in the Gambia. And as I produced my CD, I didn't have much chance to promote it. And they say, you'll be leaving for Canada. So that's how my journey started. Oh, wow. And yeah. what year was this? 2004. So 2004, Afrobeats, uh, five years later, just started. That's right. Uh, like with Akon, David. That's Dino, right. Started, that's right. Started going. Uh, uh, the twin brothers. I don't remember what the twin brothers. Akim and Bilal. Okay, yeah, like they. Were I was, I was there. I, I, I. The, the DJ for me, um, in one of the shows we play in the Gambia, and uh, they produced one of two of Akon uh, song, and um, we met only once or twice, and um, and then I left. So I wanted to be there and do a lot more good stuff, and uh, but I had this um 
chance to come and 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 um and just see what life is gonna bring back and um yeah so I gotta move you know I had to move and when I come to Canada and uh, while I was in school 2009 and uh, when I was about to graduate I released my second CD in Canada here title on the radio you know and um, I'm so much um the art has played great role in my life to make me who I am to make me more um out vocal to make me more to stand up for what I believe and um, I always look for the right thing to do at uh, the right time and I look at the right change to make when it is necessary and what channel do I use I use the art and I'm not afraid to talk I'm not afraid to speak I'm not afraid to tell you what is it I'm telling you exactly the way it is to find solution to it oh well that's that's pretty powerful there so so I will say that because I, I remember there was an interview of uh, Supercat, which was is another reggae artist. And he said that when like he says, like, what's the most memorable moment uh, that you have in your career? He's like my tour of Africa. And, and he's like, why? is And they're like, why is that? Well, because I didn't know, like when you get out of Jamaica, you see that there's people that like you and things like that. But they get But when you go to Africa and you feel like you're a superstar like Michael Jackson, yes. but That's it's right. all black people. It's it right. amazing. He said he, yeah. it was amazing that he didn't know. So yeah. it, there, there is a, a lot of reggae culture and there's a lot of oh, a different, there's tons of rhythms in Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, but that is, a, that is a, Africa is a bath of freedom, you know? You know, Africa, Africa, like, uh, trust me, man, like Africa is a whole new resource that is untapped for the whole world that is just there. The only thing that is mixing us up is straight up is the West. You know, it's a waste. That is all. And uh, but we are well sufficient to 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 produce and make anything we we want to do. You know, and um, so I'm proud to be an African for real. Yeah, I can definitely under understand that. So you are in New Brunswick and you start making music here. That that's yeah. it. You start making music. And what was the most challenging thing here as a musician when when you started doing it? Well. <laughs> People here and uh, people find it difficult to accept Afrobeats. That was one, and um, but I never stopped. I, I I insist, right, that I'm not going to change my style. I'm going to do what I know until you start to say, okay, let me listen to this guy. So I do it. I do it. I do free shows. I volunteered and um, I do um, fresh weeks and shows on campus. I perform in St. John. I do stuff um, from Welcome Week in, in UDM and you name them all around. I just volunteer until st people start to say, okay, we've got to start giving this guy money because when I go there, I make crowd move. That is what I do. And you got to appreciate good thing, you know. And um, so I never stopped. I never stopped. I never stopped. And, and luckily, I had friends. I have colleagues, white guys. I have white people who were like so down in helping. So I, I, there was racism. But trust me, as I said, I'm not afraid of racism. I'm not afraid. I know it's there, you know. And, um, and, and I work with people. Even when I go to do shows, um, people who come to my show, they see everybody behind me is white. And, um, and so they, they tend to say, who is this, you know? And um, it's not because they love me. It's because I'm not afraid to do what I want to do. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I just do it as long as I'm doing it for the right thing. And, and anyways, that is it. That is it. That is it. That's how I do it. I wasn't afraid and I'm not afraid. And I think when you want to be whoever you want to be, go for it. You see what you want, go for it. Don't hold back. That's good. Clinton, go ahead. I don't want to put you on the spot here, but are you willing to drop a little, little <laughs> one verse for us here oh, on the show? Or? My, my, my bars are not freeze. My bars are not free. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We'll have to post the link afterwards so everyone can check that's it out. That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> good answer, so, good answer. Uh, uh, as we come, like, as, as you come with, with, with the music, how did, uh, how did, the New Brunswick African Association came by. How did that go from music to like an association of, of people to kind of do activities and, and kind of be involved more in the community? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, well, uh, when we arrived there, my, when my family arrived there, and um, the association was already in existence, but it was just in Fredericton. And I was still a little boy too. And so I was um, the youth coordinator and it was all voluntary, right? And up to now is still voluntary. So 
it's basically the few Africans who were here in Fredericton. Because I was saying, if you can think of just four or five uh, black people in St. Thomas campus, think of how many people will be in Fredericton in general. You know, so those are the folks who were gathering start New Brunswick African Association, but it was basically in Fredericton for a year or so until they start to do things. This is, this is how, it's like basically black people coming together to socialize, to talk about what are available in the city or welcoming some other person, some other Africans coming from another country at the airport and so and so. This is how it started. You know, so um, when, the, when the president was going out and um, from it's from Tanzania and so they say well this guy's been volunteering a lot here um, um let's give him the leadership so let's see what he can do and um so when I come as a leader as a president and and um so I take it beyond Fredericton you know at the same time uh, I was just graduating from St. Thomas University and so I take the whole organization beyond Fredericton that we don't have Africans just in Fredericton we have Africans all over the province and beyond and the goal now is to connect, to reach out, to talk, to 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 meet other people, hear from other people, where they come from, um, where, when did you come here, or are you from here, uh, how can I know you more, you want to invite me at your home, I want to see what you do, and, and so this is what I've been doing, and it's all volunteering, I'm going, visiting, and do soccer programs and basketball programs and you name them the list goes on and on and i started a program called a group called map making africa proud it's a dance group dancing drama group and uh, that one has been kicking around for a long time basically it's to fight against racism using the arts to fight against racism all of this is under the new brunswick african association and uh, the goal is to connect to empower to make sure Africans uh, start coming together, starting to say, oh, okay, I, I met other two people in St. John. Oh, I met other three people in this city. So the goal was to able to gather all of us to start to know one another, to start to talk and share and um, opportunities, challenges, help, and uh, you name them, you know? So this is how we started. Now the New Brunswick African Association is all over the province and in Canada. It's visible everywhere. Now that's, that's something that is quite nice that, uh, I didn't know. I had to kind of find out, and I think that's how I found out to you that there was a Nebraska African Association. And when people think of, especially in Moncton, when people think of African people, they think French. Mm-hmm. Um, people are French, but that's not really the fact. Like people speak English, and in some African countries, even Spanish or mm-hmm. Portuguese. Uh, now, when when you arrived, you said that there was not a lot of black people. Was there enough support from African people? Uh, once you your family came, like did you guys have find that community, or was it hard to find a community? Um, it wasn't. It wasn't too hard. There were the the small amount of um, Africans who were here. They were very kind. They were very kind. You know, and um, mostly we're all educated people. Uh, like there's so much. Like all the Africans I met, every anybody asked, I'm an engineer. Oh, I'm a teacher. I'm a, oh, that was so cool. You know, nobody was like. I don't know what's up. People know what they're doing. So that community itself makes you want to triumph, you know? And uh, so I was surrounded by people. Everybody was busy, but um, the people that came, the few that were here, who were, most of those people are not even normal in New Brunswick. They left, right? They go to other bigger cities, but it was very welcoming. Uh, people actually cooked food. Uh, visitors, like they joined the the the. the they went to the airport to pick us and take us to, to our place and bring African food. And uh, there was one uh, there was one Sierra Leonean family here too. They didn't spend a long time here. They left. They went to Winnipeg, you know. And um, so right now, we're the only Sierra Leonean. Well, my dad does not even live here. I'm the only Sierra Leonean living in this big city. Oh, wow. So, and that's something that, you know, as in, you've seen the growth of New Brunswick, you because you you are part of the community and you see there's, you know, more immigrants, more black people, even. Uh, well, the, the good thing of Franklin, there's even black people that grew up in and have generations in New Brunswick. Uh, we had uh, a guest, Samantha, Tandy, Tandy, Tandy Wade as well, mm-hmm. uh, Savannah as well, that these people are born and raised in New Brunswick and, and they're black. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, as it grows now, you are part of that kind of evolution of, mm-hmm. of that, right? Because you yeah. you have organizations that kind of mentor uh, kids of color. And mm-hmm. when you when you see that, what do you think the future holds for for 
New Brunswick or what do you expect of the future of New Brunswick when it comes to like other black kids and people of color, a younger generation that no, don't necessarily relate as as or Africans of or Jamaicans or in it just as plain Canadians? Um, I think um, it doesn't matter where you come from, whether you are black from here or black from there or black from it doesn't matter. When they when they lay white man see you, they're gonna say it's a black man or a black woman. Straight away they think you're from Africa, right? But let's say the fact, um, um, me, I don't care where you come from. We're all black people. We all they're, they're white people. They're black people. That is it. Straight up. And we have light skin um, black people. We have we have light skin. Like uh, when you talk about black people, all, not everybody's black because we say black, you're black. You know what I mean? And uh, I see. I see that itself as a challenge because this is something, okay, I'm the host of Afrofest. I brought Afrofest, uh, organized Afrofest in the past three, four years. I brought it to Dieppe and all of that. So our last um, our the, the last um, theme for the last Afrofest was being black in Indy. Um, we had workshops before the festival itself to have discussions because most of our brothers and sisters are now here, uh, including me, myself, we have a mixed race children. And, and now, uh, how this, like, I want my kids to be able to go somewhere and say, I'm black. Don't, don't be afraid because you're light skin, you know? So, so, uh, and I want able to make sure everybody who is here as a, as an African or, or as a, somebody from that, that is in a black community to know that, um, the next black person you see is your brother or is your sister. There's nothing that differentiates between us. If we keep fighting and making sure we maintain that, we wipe away that stigma of saying, um, um, oh, you're not black uh, like me, so you're not a black person. If we, this come in different form, just so you know, there's no come, people don't tell you in your face that you're light, you're not black, you know, but you can see from, and I think it's part of the education process that we, which is our own duty, it's nobody else. It's nobody gonna come and help you and I to know that you and I were brothers or sister. It's our job to keep doing it daily on daily basis to go around to make friends, to meet another black person you haven't seen before. Talk to that black person, introduce yourself to them if you can, and say, "Hey, where are you from? Or are you from here? Okay, cool. What's your name? This is me. This is you. I want to be your buddy. Or let's meet. Let's connect. The more we keep doing that, the province is gonna be." The, the 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 black community in the province is going to be more united. It's going to be more um, stronger. It's going to be more. Um, um, how do I say this? It's, because the the end goal is for us to able to unite. For us to able to say yes. Um, when the Brunswickans, we're here and we are Africans. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're from here or from there. You're still an African. That's how I think. I mean, but we have a lot of work to do in order for all of us to. Uh, it's not a one-person job. It's all of us. I, I would corroborate on that because one thing that I think that's one of my pet peeves and that's one of the things I, I am a very calm guy and I barely don't get upset. I try not to get upset. Uh, but nothing upsets me more than arguing with another Black person here. Yeah. Not yeah. because it's arguing, but it's because we're not that many. We're yeah. not a whole lot. And the fact that we are discussing and arguing and bickering with each other when we're not really that many of us and instead of us helping us, each other in, in certain ways and forms, mm -hmm. it, it's just, for me, it's upsetting for the fact that it is, uh, it is something that it, it doesn't feel right because if it was like, let's say where I'm from or where, or where you're from, that we're all there is the same. I mean, yeah, we all have different strengths and characters and that's cool. But here uh, there is some type of, oppression and some type of privilege along the other spectrum right mm -hmm. and we have to fight against that and it happens to all of us even if we don't get along like like mm -hmm. even if we don't speak the same language even if we don't speak that even if we don't know each other we're not even from the same country we'd have nothing in common we're still going to get judged because of that that's right straight <laughs> and, up and straight up you're going to get judged and it's like whoa like like for instance like whoa and and it's something like Look, we need to make sure that as a community, we make sure that we have to let people know that we're different. Mm -hmm. We're not all the same. 
Mm-hmm. We're not all the same. We're not, we're not alike, but you judge us for that. Yes. And we're trying to make sure that that doesn't happen. So we have to stand together to tell you, hey, look, just because X does this, that doesn't mean this. Like, don't judge me for the color mm-hmm. of my skin. And that mm-hmm. that's something that I, I don't understand. You know, I, I definitely agree with you that, you know, we definitely should uh, have more you know, have more of that within mm-hmm. us, especially in a, in a small province in Atlantic mm-hmm. Canada, because we're not that many. I mean, if it's Toronto or I don't know, someplace like that, that is bigger, maybe the, the, the spectrum would be way different because it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a way bigger place. But this place is not that big. <laughs> no, no. In some cities, there's only two sides, the north side and the south side. Yeah. There's nowhere to run like the movie. Yeah, that, that is exactly right. So I, I want to ask you something which is mm-hmm. interesting. You have done so much with the, you just said Afrofest and Brunswick, and there's a lot of black art going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can see it through your through your portals, through, through mm-hmm. your newsletters that you said you're in. Why do you think it doesn't get as recognized uh, or as has as much notoriety in, in different places? Because even for me, I, I, I kind of had, like you find us, we found you, like we had to kind of go and look that's right. It, it wasn't like there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most of the things are. But but what do you why do you think that happens? I think basically um, with the long time um, build up experience I've seen here is the lack of support to 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 black arts. Straight up lack of support. Um, or this, uh, is the, Let's put it this way, the capacity building, capacity building, give our community what our community deserves to grow if you really want our community to rise. And um, the black arts in New Brunswick, so let's say take two blank papers, one book blank, there are a lot of black artists who are doing good. Okay, they are doing good. They are doing good. It's really good. Uh, there are a lot of people, a lot of black artists who are not doing nothing, who are, not, who are just working so hard, but their stuff are not going nowhere. But you can count more than three, four black people who are actually make it up to the top, even though they produce the best. And um, to me, this is because we have less support and um, we don't have the support um, um, that is given to others compared to us. Um, so, and it's hard. For us to able to, for us to able to tap into those stages, if we don't create our own stage, so that's why I decided to say, hmm, with all of the long time barriers I have been facing, and I know a lot of black artists are facing those, um, because I've been talking to artists who have been here for so long and who have left the province, who have gone to other provinces, and how they have become they become successful in those provinces, and. Um, and I asked them, why did you move? And uh, why didn't you stay? And so I have to go out to look for opportunities. And so that way, if I, if I become a superstar, I'll come back to Fredericton. I'll come back to New Brunswick. So do you need to go out to be a superstar to come back? But uh, the opportunities are here. So why don't we have the same opportunities that, that like uh, others are getting? And uh, so to me, the barrier is for us not moving further or upper so fast compared to any other is lack of resources, lack of investment in us. I don't want to be doing events. Give me money to build my capacity, my community capacity. You know, if you say, okay, I'm going to give you this, go do this event, you do the event, is done. And what next? Go do this event, the event is done. What next? So we need to able to have a sustainable amount of resources pouring into the arts community, not just the arts community, the black arts community, but into every other branches in the in the in the African um, uh, community. If you want to see them rise and shine and and and, and flourish and call this place home, that's what I say. That's what I think. Yeah, and and I agree that yeah, there's not a lot of resources and. Not to say, and I will say this, New Brunswick is a poor province. It is a poor province. So there's not a whole lot of resources for anybody. Uh, not because sometimes it's a little bit of lack of mismanagement and sometimes it's just that it's, I feel like there's an old school way of thinking. Uh, there's resources, but people don't want to uh, share those resources or, or put it in places that, that they needed it. So I definitely feel that in that part. Uh, I also feel that in certain places, uh, the arts, when it comes to people of color, 
are not shown. Like, for example, I have never seen any black spectacle in the Capitol Theater here in Moncton. Never mm-hmm. seen one. And, it, and it's one. And, and I'm like, is it because of lack of production? Is it because of lack of interest? Is it because of lack of people? I don't I really don't know. Uh, but I can't see why that cannot happen. I'm pretty sure. And I see talented people mm-hmm. that could pull it off. I just don't mm-hmm. see people. I think um, I, this is one thing I like about America. I like about the USA. Um, they invest a lot in no matter what is going on, but there's so much investment in, in, in building cultural um, thing. Look, they have BET. They have different other things that support black-owned thing. And um, it, it, even though it's not all the artists getting the opportunity, but progressively they do, right? And, 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 and here, we don't have... It's so hard in a way. The only way I see us um, uh, winning is we having creating our own platform. So we can go and mingle and do with any other who wants to have black arts. Okay, Nova Scotia is doing good. They're working because I, I have a lot of friends in Nova Scotia who are doing very well, you know, in, um, in, uh, in, in the, there's so much opportunities in, in Nova Scotia compared to New Brunswick for black arts, you know? And I feel, even though we said there's not too much, uh, New Brunswick is, it's all the way they think. Uh, people want to keep that same old-fashioned tradition that they know way back in the day, you know. And instead of adapting to what is happening today, you know, and we gotta know that the only thing that is constant in life is change. You know, there's gonna be different form of art, different form of creativity, different form of wealth, different form of whatever you name them, gonna be pouring into the community. So we need people who can go and talk to the big players and say, now I think we need to start to invest. Um, Like I say, I tell people straight up the way it is. It doesn't matter who you are, if this is what I see you are, and this is what you're holding back to making so and so and so not done, not right, I tell you, and I tell you how you can fix it. It's up to you to take it, how you can fix it. And I agree. I mean, I, sometimes I see a lot of black arts, like, again, one of one of the, my favorite rappers, Canadian rappers, that's not Drake. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not Drake. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it's a guy called Jazz Cartier. Uh, he's he's a really good rapper from Toronto. I appreciate And he went to Halifax. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> like he just went straight to the, like, if, if you see more, Toronto rappers or Afrobeat artists mm-hmm. uh, or reggae artists that mm-hmm. they go they go straight even again mid mid sized artists even small time they go straight to Halifax and yes. I'm like I'm like wait a minute I'm not sure that they they have a crowd of two thousand people three thousand people we're not talking like they have huge crowds yeah and I'm like they could definitely get a thousand people in New Brunswick I mean mm-hmm. it's not the same thing but I I, just, mm-hmm. I feel like there's not there's not a an eager and there's not a capital backing mm-hmm. that up because it takes capital. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. This takes. Well, that's why I said capital building. It's not give, don't give us money. Say go do this event. We're beyond events. We're beyond that. We're human beings. We need to grow. Give us money to invest in building our community. That is what we want. Yeah. Don't, and, and don't I, give me money. Say go do Black History Month event. Give me money. Go run that thing over there. No. Give me money, build your community. What these children want, pour the money there. What this guy want to make him become a good musician, pour the money there. What this guy want to make him a good painter, a good visual artist, pour the money there. What is blocking this guy from not becoming a doctor, pour the money there. This is what we need. This is what we need. Yeah, don't give me the money to do an event at the theater. Give me the money to no. build the theater. That's Thank what you. That's what Simple. I want. Give me that money so I can build that theater and make sure that we yeah. that we can run the theater. We and I think, that's, I think that's the thing. Like they, a lot of the things, especially the government and people, they don't want us to run shit. <laughs> they are scared of a couple of black people running something. And and mm-hmm. I say that because they're, if you look at places in uh associations of art associations or people that actually you say that have this research there's nobody black or brown Mm -hmm. in any position of power Mm -hmm. and it's like 
wait, are you telling us that we're not qualified or, or, or is it that you can't find us? Mm-hmm. What what the hell is going on? So there's there's always a but when it comes to when it comes to the black person, there's always a but. Oh, you're very very good, but 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 you are. Oh, this is very good, but, but but you know there's always a but when it comes to us. But guess what? One thing I would say: this should not make us be afraid. Say the way it is. Tell the people how to create the change. Fight for it. I, I, voice it out. Voice it out. That is why we are creating more and more and more and more discussions. And that's why your platform is good because create those discussion, call out names. I'm not afraid to call names. I call the names and I tell you how you can make it better. What you need to do? How can we make it better? What do we need to do? Who do we need to pull in? How can we bring people in? It's not always about me. It's about we. Yeah, that, that is exactly right. I think it, it, it's a it's a it's always about we and again i i feel like and this is a personal thing with myself i feel like sometimes i just want to watch tv or a program and see a black canadian doing like saying stuff because it's just like there ain't none <laughs> it's like, like there's just none and i'm like why is there none like why can i just see the black canadian cost like well cosby show is not the best one right now but the black canadian blackish or like <laughs> If you look at like, for example, if you look at uh, places like the CBC, they have an app called Gem, and there's like one black show or two, and it's like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that as you may, were able to make a successful show about Koreans and you cannot make one about black people? Like, <laughs> like are you serious? Go ahead, Clinton. Just for the listeners, today I learned about a Newfoundland-based black show on CBC called Stuffed. So. There's one at least. It's featuring three very energetic foodies mm-hmm. who uh, source local ingredients from Newfoundland and put together and cook and put together these amazing dishes. So I'm going to watch that on the Gem Channel soon, and I advise everyone else to check it out too. And say the name again. Say the name again. Stuff. Stuffed like full belly. Stuffed. Oh yeah, my make my belly full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to get that. I'm, I'm going to check that out now. I, uh, I will add very briefly and not to just like promote shows on the CBC, but they do have one now featuring an Indian trans person. And so they're tr- it's still not black, mm-hmm. but we're trying. Mm-hmm. They're going somewhere with that. But, you know, <laughs> they just need to have us on the CBC gem. We That's don't need to be going somewhere. We need to be going there. but again i'm not necessarily and this is the thing i'm not necessarily saying cbc even cbc has supported us shout out to them uh but i'm i'm calling like for example ctv city tv uh like and and one of the things that we should that i get like why don't we have our own bet like why don't we have our own but that that is what i just told you a few minutes ago i said united states of america even though they're doing crappy stuff but they do. Our black people there, our brothers over there, they do have a station where they promote black culture, right? And um, here, we always have to go where they can control it. Okay, we're going to put you on now. Okay, no. Okay, you know what I mean? So how do you want us to grow, right? You know, so I think in order for us to grow, uh, it, it takes all of us to come together. It takes all of, I know it's, it's, it looks like a big challenge, right? But yes, we can do it, you know? And uh, it takes all voices to come together to be able to push and make things happen. And, um, and, and, and that's why I like the New Brunswick African Association and um, where it come from and where we are today and uh, what Ball of the Art and have done. I've been to St. John. Uh, I don't go to St. John too much, but I did a pre-Afro fest in St. John. The place was packed, super packed, you know, and, um, and, and it's a place I like to be visiting much, as much as I can after when the COVID go away and hopefully soon. And, um, but, but it takes all of us to come together uh, or many of us to come together. And it's good, it would be nice for us to have many more Black-led organizations, you know, uh, led by people of colors. And and and, and I'm, when I watch the TV, I see um, um, some Black girls are starting nail stuff and doing something. As long as you're doing something, it makes me happy, you know, that you, you, you do something that will bring you, make you your own CEO, you know, so... And uh, those are the things. What I want to see a lot of black CEOs right now, all over New Brunswick and the East Coast in general. 
That, that, that is a fact. I, I also want to see that as well. So uh, tell us about Battle of the Arts. Like, how did that start and, and what does it exactly do? Well, Battle of the Arts, um, NB, which shortly I call it Ambota NB, um, it's a black-led organization. And um, basically, our goal is to amplify, um, to elevate, to ignite, and um, to create uh, opportunities and break barriers and uh, using the arts, visual arts, painting, singing. And I started this way back in 2010 when I was just about to graduate from school. And um, we've done a lot of um, 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 programs around New Brunswick and, um, and Atlantic Canada in general. We've done workshops and sessions across um, um, in Ontario. I've been to Yellowknife to do a lot of sessions through BOTA and help to ignite, to empower, and work with a lot of different other people. Because the goal is basically to, to amplify, to give the stage to young people who finding it difficult to able to share their to, to able to share their talent? So that is where Buta come in, and this we have been doing for many, 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 many years now. And uh, not just music, not just dance, not just painting, but all form of arts. And um, basically, is to ignite, is to empower. And now, right now, because of um, the COVID and all of that stuff going on, so we take everything online. So that way, we keep still doing something. And Ball of there started with nothing. Started almost $150, and now where it is now today. So as I said, and um, we don't wait for nobody, we do for we. Yeah, that, that is very empowering. So out of all like out of all the events that you guys have done so far, uh, what do you think is one of the one of the events that you're most proud of? Oh, I had um I had a group called um I, I um some of my YouTube were here, they moved they recently moved to Edmonton. Um they call themselves the gift when they went to form a group called the gift. These are black girls who just come together and just pouring harmonies and um, everything for change. And when I sit back and just listen to them, what they do and how they take everything to a whole new other level, it touches my heart to see somebody who comes from nothing and becoming something because they know that they're worth it. And um, so, and that is what we want to keep doing. The programs that you see we do right now, is um, to basically tell you, the black artists, you, the youth, to say that, hey, your voice matters. Hey, your art matters. Hey, we can take your heart, take it to a whole other level so you can put something in your pockets. That is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make sure that every art, everything um, performed on Battle of the Art channel, uh, make that artist feel that you're worth it. It doesn't matter whether somebody's seen you. I know that on, on our own platform, somebody's seen you. You're worth it. And you want getting paid for this stuff you're doing. You want you, you you deserve to be elevated, and that is what Bota is doing. And all the time we're looking for more channels, more doors, more windows to open to keep amplifying. And um, so that is it. Yeah, well, you definitely found one of us. We we're definitely always open to promote Battle of the Arts. I think it's I think it's a great initiative, uh, especially for the youth. That yeah. I think the, there's a lot of youth that want to be. And they, they can't find it sometimes. And, you know, there's the Internet. I, I can definitely say that people uh, that there's the Internet and you could put your stuff in the Internet and like everybody else. But sometimes you need a community mm -hmm. to to kind of share and be creative. And, and mm -hmm. that's that's how a movement grows. Right. With a community, mm -hmm. not not just one person in their yeah. mm -hmm. in their bedroom. So what what's the future for Battle of the Arts? Where do you see it and where, where would you like that to go? So like what we just spoke about earlier on, the um, one thing I like to see, I um, Bota MB is fighting hard to create that platform here in New Brunswick to make sure every black child, every black artist have that full capacity to be who you want to be. So if I have to go knock on doors, if a team have to go do anything to make you, your art, whatever thing you are doing, you excel on it. That is what I'm looking for. The more people we amplify to become the breadwinners for their own self or for their own families or whatsoever, through their creative thing they're doing, that is a win to us. That's going to be another somebody else you're taking away from the street and make them be somebody they want to become. So that is what I want to do. That's one of the goals. I want to see Ball of the Arts NB become its own entity, become its own franchise here and, and able to produce big shows like the BET, like you name them, everything. I want to be able to make sure we have a big black stage here in NB and bring people. Well, it's technically, it's already happened. When I organize Afrofest, the musicians come from all around Canada, 
all around Canada. People come from all around Canada to Afrofest. It's already happening. All this is all pushed with what Bota has been doing, you know. So, but so I want able to make sure we have a constant thing going on, wherein our people, our our um, our creative stars and our young pioneers who are coming up, able to say, okay, we have a place where we can go start to excel. And I don't want everybody to be in Bota forever. Come and get your own, um, steal your own spotlight and fly with it. Elnery, go ahead. No, I was I was just holding my hand that way. Sorry. <laughs> I, will, right. I will take this minute though to say that I I guess like being being the one out of all of us that is from New Brunswick, born and raised. Um, it's amazing to hear that these initiatives exist now. Um, and I just wish that more things like this would have existed in Moncton when I was a kid and I was like the only black kid learning flute in the second grade and that there would have been like black musicians to look Mm -hmm. up to and even like black music around me or artists or Mm -hmm. things like that. And like Fidel was saying, it's, it's a shame that it's something that you have to try to dig to find. And, Mm -hmm. you know, being only 27, it still felt for me for a very long time. Like that community didn't really exist except within itself. So Mm -hmm. I think everything that you're doing is really great. And I'm really happy that, you know, the youth that are there in New Brunswick now and all the people who live there are able to benefit from the work that you're doing. And if I lived back there, I would be benefiting as well. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But there's a lot of way um, um, I, we want the people to benefit, but also the community to benefit from it. Cause when I came here, it's just like what you just said, there was nothing, there was nothing much, you know, and um, um, I'm happy where we have come from to where we are now. It means that no matter what happened, we are making progress. We just keep need to be pushing and ask for what we want. You know, we're not begging. We're asking. This is what we want, and I give it to us because we also want to grow. As I said, don't don't give me money for events. Give me money to build me, to build my community. That's what we want. You know. So, so if people want to find Battle of the Arts, or they want to find your material, or what people are doing with it, where do they go to? BattleoftheArts.ca. You know, and also we're on Facebook too. You know, and um 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 we're on YouTube, we're on social media. You know, and, and um, I, I want to say this, I like uh, what we do is not to gain popularity, it's to do the grassroots work. That's what I want. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want somebody to even share my picture to say I want to make her famous. No, that's not what I want. I want you to share the work we do, share it to somebody else that will help to make this work bigger and make a lot of people benefit from it. That is what we want. I, I, don't make me popular. Make the work we do. Blossom it, make it blossom so more people can benefit from it. That is what we want. Grassroots yeah. stuff. I mean, I, I, I definitely have a lot of respect for you, Sarah, because I think, I, I, think uh, I think we're fighting the same battle, which is great. Uh, I, I always say that uh, I personally, I don't care who makes it or not. I just want to see Black people thrive. I don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be yeah. uh, somebody. It's just, it's just making us, because if one of us makes it, we all make it. There's a hope, no, right? That's right. That's right. That's yeah. one youth you have just taken away from the street that they're just going to go kill down there, you know? So bring them, give them the opportunity to shine. To man, If if we give all... This group I have called MAP, Making Africa Proud, it's a dance and drama group. This, the youth who have grown from this group, they're not just dancing. A lot of them are making big music right now. Guess what? If we have the big stage to able to make this go up and up, if we have the resources to able to make this, uh, to, to able to invest in them, what is going to happen? Most of these youth can able to take care of mom and dad at home, you know, out of just their creativity. But this is what has been hold back. We're not able to excel because we don't have the thing to build this capacity, you know what I mean? To able to do things all the time. We have to go ask, so oh, give me this so I can go do one event. I can go to another event. I don't want to do events. I want to be able to invest in my people creatively so everybody can go become who they want to become. Yeah, that, that's a fact. I mean, even for myself, I, I was always into business and ventures and, and economics and things like that. And I never saw anybody of my color uh, until I always saw rappers until I saw Russell Simmons. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy doesn't rap and doesn't do anything and he's like a millionaire. <laughs> he dresses with a hat and he looks like me. That's like it was the first guy that I ever saw that was like a like a business mogul. 
like somebody <laughs> that ever did that and and again when somebody does that that i think that that ignites in, in passion mm-hmm. in other words so uh i want to thank you Seth, for being on the podcast i think uh, you're an inspiration to a lot of people including me uh i think uh you do wonderful work and uh i hope you keep do keep doing what you're doing and and we are open for anything that you that you're doing yeah i think uh we all we all have role to play and uh you guys are doing exactly what you what you're able to do and um keep doing what you do and um let's all play our own parts let's all support one another when you see another black man in the street say hi you know even though they don't say hi back say hi you know because as uh, those are ways and um 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 we can keep fighting and and bringing uh, um bringing unity among us and um it's a long battle it's a long journey and uh, racism lives here so we can only beat that when we all come together and we make one cause it's a challenge though but let's keep going you know yeah, yeah. let's keep going so mm-hmm. you guys have anything else to say just uh, this was a very uplifting and empowering and inspiring conversation with you saw thank you so much for being on the show um i don't know if politics are in your future maybe <laughs> no no i'm not a politician speaking, no not no, at all motivational okay. speaking yes but maybe to do have... no office thing to go i'm not running for mayorship or any of that kind of thing because i want to talk against them i don't want to be for them at all you know so i want to call out what they're not doing right and make sure maybe. it's right all right <laughs> yeah all right guys so uh just remember to subscribe go ahead hillary sorry about i was just gonna thank you for coming on the show but i had already said what i had to say before it's all good (laughs) thank you thank you very much and um you guys keep doing what you do and uh let's support one another support any black thing you see out there it is very very necessary no thank you for that so uh guys uh please subscribe on spotify apple music uh stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts uh, don't forget to subscribe and like, leave us a comment. Uh, if you can, please donate on Patreon or PayPal. Uh, just follow us on Black in the Maritimes or on social media, anywhere, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, at Black in the Maritimes. Peace out. Salute. Peace. Thank you.